0: you're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me as always is Paul Jamis, the Director of Technical Service. And Paul, how are you doing?
1: Not bad. Yeah? It's been a it's been a busy couple of weeks, and I'm in a little bit of a letdown today where I was able to start catching up.
0: Yeah, well, I think we're going to have a big announcement in a couple of weeks about me. I don't think we're there yet, but there will be some news, full transparency, that we'll, we'll, we'll tell you guys. But... uh
1: so for some reason you think that's important and people care? Well, no. Oh, they okay. might give me okay, trouble good. about it. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to keep giving you trouble. My mom cares. Oh, Okay, there you go. That's enough.
0: Maybe my wife?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've talked to her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're doing the cheating again. A little bit. A little bit. And what I will say is I'm a firm believer. The Oakland Raiders here. The, the, <laughs>
1: How would I know they were going to come up in a cheating discussion?
0: Right. They used to have a sign in their locker room that said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> and this spoke to me because that's always been my approach to sports. I'm that guy that the other team hates. I mean, I'm not full on, uh, what's the dude from Duke who's in the NBA now that everybody hates? Um, oh, yeah. I don't follow basketball Got the punchable enough, but face. Yeah. You know who I'm yes. talking about? Yeah. yeah. I'm not that bad, but, you know, being a six-four center in basketball, you have to resort to some other tactics when you got that six-nine, 7-footer yeah. that you're having to guard. So, stepping on feet, grabbing jerseys inside, those things, you know, it happens. It happens. But anyway, we're going to rehash an episode where you and I got in an argument. Yeah, a little bit of one. And, uh, the most looked- polite argument, I yes, think, it, ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. And, I mean, more of a more of a cordial debate. Yeah. There you go. It was a good episode.
0: And it fits in with this series that we're doing on Blasting Media. It is an episode where we discuss whether or not you can actually achieve an SSPC, SP5, or NACE 1 in the field. And we each took a little bit of a different side. And I do think that this is really good to bring back into this discussion to you know, keep our eyes on the prize and a little bit more focused on the whole discussion that we're having for about this month. I agree. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got. I listened to that podcast again today and
1: it says everything. All right. It was a really good one. We had a good discussion and it was a good topic. It by all means needs to be replayed again this week.
0: All right. So we're going to get in the time machine. We're going to go back about 40 episodes at 88 miles per hour. Well, that's Wayne's World. Well, are, are we doing a flashback? Yeah. Let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. You know what we forgot to do? Hey, Paul, how do they get hold of us?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can reach us on email at technicalservice at Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP.
0: And I promise you, I'm actually going to start to do things on that Twitter handle. I bet you will. It's not going to be the dormant Twitter anymore. It's no <laughs> longer attached to a hibernating
1: bear. So in, in other wor- words, we would call this foreshadowing. This discussion right now.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Stay tuned for future episodes.
0: Anyway, here's the episode where we discuss that. We're talking about steel surface prep. And uh, we talked about this in episode 33 with uh, Dan Barabalt. And I posed the notion that it is impossible to get an SP5, an SSPC, SP5, NACE number one in the field.
1: And so what we're going to be talking about in today's episode is NACE one, SP5, compared to NACE two, SP10. So that's really the heart of what we're talking about. So we're going to use those terms interchangeably. I know I frequently end up just spitting out the SP5, SP10 I don't know. It seems like that's the ones I learned first when I was doing this.
0: So real quick, let's, let's just give a, a quick review of each one is the NACE 1 slash SSPC SP5, which probably for the rest of the episode will be shortened to SP5. Yep. Is a white metal blast cleaning. So the definition of a white metal blast cleaning, a white metal blast clean surface when viewed without magnification shall be free of all visible oil, grease, dust, dirt, mill scale, rust, Coating, oxides, corrosion products, and other foreign matter. Excellently read, Jack. So then the NACE number 2 slash SP10, SSPC SP10, is the near-white metal blast cleaning. The definition for that one is a near-white metal blast clean surface when viewed without magnification shall be free of all visible oil, grease, dirt, dust, mill scale, rust, coating, oxides, corrosion products, and other foreign matter. Random staining shall be limited to no more than five percent of each unit area of surface. There was the key. Yep. In parentheses, define that unit area as three inch by three inch. And here's the main difference when we get between SP5 and SP10. SP10 may consist of light shadows, streaks, or minor discolorations caused by stains of rust, stains of mill scale, and stains of previously applied coating. Now. Both of these standards reference the NACE and and SSPC VIS-1. The VIS-1 we talked about in episode 33. It is the visual standard, and it's just a pictorial standard, of the different surface cleanliness methods. So you start with a rust grade A, B, C, and D, and then it gives you a picture of all the different, you know, SP-5, SP-10... SP-6, SP-7, gives you a picture of what that'll look like based off the initial rust grade. The key
1: is the Viz one standard is the dry abrasive blast pictorials. Correct. So it doesn't cover the water jetting standards, but it covers all of the dry abrasive blast.
0: So with the the Viz one you're going to use that in the field to help determine, you know, you, you evaluate your steel before you blast and you evaluate it afterwards using this pictorial standard to help you determine... If you've reached your cleanliness. So hopefully you're going to get done. You're going to s-
1: abrase a blasting area, put this picture next to it. And the inspector and the guy doing the blasting and the owner and anybody involved, the painter, everybody's going to look at it and go, yep, I agree. And you're going to go around. You're going to spot check all the different areas. It gives you some methods and some recommendations to of some areas to check. Make sure that you get in those hard to reach areas and you compare this comparator
0: to how does that steel look. All right. So now let's get into the nitty gritty here. So my contention is, is that you never get a five in the field, that you only can get a five when you start with a rust grade of A, which is fresh, hot rolled steel, no rust on it, clean as can be. Now, keep in mind,
1: although that is Jack's opinion, the visual standard says differently. Correct.
0: But here's where my argument rests. The wording in the written standard is very specific to say that the written standard trumps the visual standard. That if there's any debate, that the wording in the written standard is what should be followed. And for SSPC 5, SP5, what it says here, and this is very important in my argument, (laughs) (laughs) is that it shall be free of all visible oil, grease, dust, dirt, mill scale, rust, coating, oxide, corrosion products, and other foreign matter. It does not allow for any staining, okay? And here's where we go into the definition of SP-10, okay? The definition of SP-10 allows for 5% of each unit area, which the unit area (laughs) is really big, It's nine square inches, three inches by three inches. Okay. And it allows for staining and it defines the staining as light shadows, slight streaks, minor discolorations caused by stains of rust, stains of mill scale, and stains of previously applied coating. So I argue when you look at the Visual Viz 1 and you look at anything that has more rust than rust grade A. So you start with rust grade B, C, or D. That picture that says SSPC SP5 and what it looks like has minor discolorations caused by stains of rust. Well, SP5 in the written definition doesn't allow for that. However, when you look at the visual standard, there it is right there calling it an SP5. Now, one reason this is important, I think this is why the whole conversation started is... Back in the day when you were lining a tank, it required an SSPC SP five NACE one.
1: Now, keeping in mind too, a lot of that reason was we were applying very thin coatings back in those days. Sure. There was a lot of stuff that I mean, some of them were were twenty-five and thirty percent solids products that you started off by diluting ten percent.
0: But I at this point defy you, defying the manufacturer who has updated their product data sheets that requires anything more than an SP-10 for lining service at this point. And my theory is that that is due to the fact that unless you are in a shop and have rust grade A, you aren't getting a five. Now, Paul, I'll step off my soapbox, let you get on yours.
1: Hey, Jack, you know what? What? Part of Carboline's going on the road again. Again? Yeah, this time they are going to Chicago. We're going to be at Weftech. 2019, which is in Chicago this year. It's the 92nd annual Water Environment Federation. Conference.
0: So we're going to be in booth 4305, and that's
1: September 23rd through 25th.
0: And uh, you know, Chicago's a great town, except for that uh, baseball team uh, that uh, with a youthful animal. Yeah, but that's okay. As of right now, they're in second place. Second place. Alright, but this commercial runs for a whole month, so we'll just have to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see a- where they go. Anyway, uh, so while you when you stop by at Webtech make sure that you come and ask about the Carbomastic 615. Carbomastic 615 is a phenalkamine epoxy. It does really good applying to damp surfaces?
1: Make sure you ask them. See you there. So I have been of the opinion that even though the written standard says the written standard trumps the visual, what is written is not a good portrayal of what happens in the field. And when you're out in the field, the visual standard rules. Nobody ends up going back to the written one and saying, The written describes something, even though this picture looks differently. Are you saying painters don't know how to read? (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. I am saying if given the opportunity, they would rather have a picture. This is part of what we get to is you've got these scenarios where you're inside of a tank, and I'll agree with Jack, in the field, it becomes much more difficult to get these levels of cleanliness because you're in a dark space, you don't have good lighting. You, can't, you don't have good visual, and once you start blasting, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Which is why I think in any rust grade condition, when the blaster is blasting the surface, he is going to be at or very, very close to an SP-5 in most scenarios if they're doing it well. And the big difference is going to come down to there's going to be a spot. If you keep moving your 3-inch by 3-inch viewer around, you're going to find a spot where they probably missed it totally. But the spots that they got are going to visually look like the visual standard, which I agree, the visual standard for a a rust grade C done to an abrasive blast of 5 does not look like it is free of staining.
0: So what you're saying is if they're trying to achieve a 10 just by the nature of the process, they're going to achieve a five. Yes. And I could see that point. But my argument is, is the written standard trumps all per the written standard. And the visual standards actually disagrees with the written standard. We can agree on that point. Oh, right? yeah, we do agree on that point. The, the, the
1: visual standard does not give a visual pictorial of what the written standard says.
0: Correct. Anything other than rest grade A. So if you're following along. I say a five is impossible to achieve. And Paul says if you're shooting for a 10, you're going to get a five. And what this exercise has proven is that if you think about something long and hard enough, and you overread and overanalyze the written word, and you overread and you overanalyze the pictorial standard, you can draw multiple conclusions. This doesn't mean that either Paul or I are wrong. Somebody at SSBC or NACE might say that we're both wrong. (laughs) And we might get into one of those situations like the Constitution where we argue the intent of the document. And and that really is where we're at with this one. And what I will tell you is I believe we're both right. And
1: I guess not that I want to wrap up what we're doing, but kind of putting a bow on this. If they achieve either of these levels, their chances of having a failure based on surface prep, are pretty low. Correct. We are literally arguing semantics. Yeah, over something that has already exceeded the minimum requirement. Mm
0: -hmm. Correct. And why this is important to us is we have these situations all the time. Not necessarily SP5 versus SP10, but situations that are comparable in the fact that you can read something and argue and, and come to two very different conclusions.
1: That's right. We run into this a lot. Similar things happen with, well, what's your minimum adhesion level that you need to get?
0: And I think that's an episode all to itself. Oh,
1: it really is because we're talking about what's acceptable, what is expected, what is required. All of those are going to be, you know, there's going to be variations and there's going to be so much dependent on the rest of the conditions. Well, just like this was, did it start as an A, a B or a C or a D? If you haven't gotten out your VIS standards by now, yeah, you should you should probably get one and look at it to see yeah. what it is we're talking about. And,
0: and if you don't have one, find somebody that has one and and ask them to take a look at it or order one. If you're an inspector and you don't own a Viz one, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you really need this. The Viz one, and we don't even get any commission on this one, right? Uh, Nace uh, SSVC, you can send those payments that's to right. uh, <laughs> care of Jack and Paul. <laughs> one thing that's you know, you got to remember, like Paul said earlier, is with that huge unit area of nine square <laughs> inches. Think about that in comparison to the average size of a tank
1: that you do. It really is. You're looking at it through, through tunnel vision to its utmost degree. And,
0: and to, you know, get on my soapbox again, if you, you have a tank that you have a thousand square feet, if one nine inch square area has any staining... You are no longer a five. Right. You're a 10. Yeah. Yeah. And notice one of the things
1: that we decided not to have in this discussion, because quite honestly, in reality, there's probably more areas that fit the definition of an SP6 than fit the definition of an SP5. When somebody is shooting for an SP-10 and doing a surface prep.
0: Well, sure, but this thing's only 10 minutes long. And actually, <laughs> this one particular episode's a little bit longer, but I think we've kind of beat the horse again. <laughs> and we, we've proven our point that sometimes things are left open to interpretation. The, the fact of the matter is, though, like Paul said already, is if you get your 5 or your 10, you're going to have a successful job and lower your chances of failure significantly. Right. All right. So to bring it back around, there are multiple ways to interpret documents. Sometimes. Yeah. And we are always going to push you towards the way that is going to increase your chances of success. All right. Well, I think that's enough on this controversial topic for today. I know paint controversy all right that does it for this week thanks again we'll see you later and so for the carboline tech service podcast i'm paul and i'm jack and we'd We'd like like to to thank thank you you for for your support
1: who put the line in carboline